Pocket Size Pep Talk, the podcast that can help energize your business and your life with a quick, inspiring message. Now, here's your host, Rob Jollis. Well, welcome to Pocket Size Pep Talks. Let's see if we can't pep you up a little today. And what I want to talk about today is luck. Good fortune, bad luck, good luck. Have you ever noticed that that what some people call bad luck, other people will actually call good fortune? Now, what if I told you that having a positive outlook would not only reduce your stress, it would improve your luck? Well, I actually think I can prove it to you. And what I want to do is I want to read you two short stories about the same incident. It, it won't be difficult to tell them apart, but again, they're the same story told in a different way. I wrote these stories a couple years ago, and anyway, see if you can tell the difference. Story number one, last week, the travel gods really stuck it to me good. I showed up at O'Hare Airport at 6 p.m. and found that my 7 p.m. flight back to National Airport was running 30 minutes late. This was due to a thunderstorm, heavy thunderstorm activity. And when I noticed that there was a flight to Dulles Airport that was also delayed, but set to leave at 6.30, I made a run for the gate. The 6.30 p.m. departure was an airline fairy tale because the plane wasn't even in yet. What's more, I had to wait in a 45-minute line just to see if I could get on the plane that wasn't even there yet. While waiting, my original 7.30 p.m. flight was canceled and my rare United First Class upgrade was lost as well. I ended up getting on the 6.30 p.m. flight, which left the gate two hours late, sat on the tarmac for another hour and a half, and didn't get back to Dulles until midnight. What a lousy night. I couldn't catch a break. Okay, that's story number one. Let me tell you the same story. Story number two, same story, told in a different way. Last week, the travel gods were really looking out for me. I showed up at O'Hare Airport at 6 p.m. and found that my 7 p.m. flight back to National Airport was running 30 minutes late. This was due to thunderstorm activity. With many flights canceling, I felt pretty lucky to even have a flight that wasn't canceled. But I figured a smart use of my time would be to check out a flight to Dulles that was running an hour ahead of my flight. I made it to the other gate, and although the line was long, I had a good book. I felt that I was being prudent by waiting to see if I could get on standby on this flight rather than just sitting and doing nothing. I got lucky because my 7.30 p.m. flight ended up canceling and the line I was in grew longer and longer. We loaded late and a thunderstorm hit right after we boarded the plane, so we had to wait on the tarmac for a while. At least we were all on board. We were also going to be in line for takeoff as soon as the skies cleared cost us a few hours, but when they opened back up, we were ready to roll. There was a lot of traffic on that tarmac, adding another 90 minutes or so. But with so many flights canceled, I was thrilled to be one of the lucky ones to make it home that night. It was a good night because I caught not one, but two breaks. The first break I caught was when I decided to wait in line around 6 p.m., a full hour before my flight canceled. And the second break I caught was my ticket. United had moved me up to first class on my original flight, so I was holding a first class ticket. Although they didn't have a first class seat available, that little gem of an upgrade moved me to the top of the standby list. I felt so lucky to have been given a seat on the one of the few planes to make it back to DC. Now, you've just listened to one event, true event, 
told in two dramatically different ways. Now, I'll bet you're wondering where the concept of luck comes into this particular event. Well, the truth is, luck does play a part in all of this. You'll notice in story number two, there are several moments in the story that deal with the positive side of the problem at hand. And research has shown that lucky people usually see the positive side of their bad luck. I'm sure you'll agree that our attitude plays a part in the luck we often enjoy. Then story number two, you'll also notice moments in the story when I mentioned how much more difficult the situation was for others. Once again, research has shown that lucky people tend to look at their bad luck and imagine how things could have been worse. Certainly, you'll agree that it helps if you can remove the cloud of bad luck and perceive the same situation with perspective. Our attitude and perception can work for us or against us. Every life has its share of positive and negative moments. If we feel downtrodden and unlucky during those moments that challenge us, how in the world can that contribute to a positive attitude? Not only that, we might not be open to the opportunities that we can take to help alleviate the situation if we're bogged down with negativity. When we take those challenging moments and truly believe in a different story, we put ourselves in a position to maintain a positive state of mind. No matter what the obstacle is, we might actually gain something from the experience at hand. So the question really is, how will you tell your story? This isn't the easiest concept for many. It takes focus. It takes focus. It takes focus on the half full. I think successful teams focus on the half full because if they don't, uh, they can collapse. It happens all the time in sports. One team is playing well, uh, coasting along, everything they do seems to be working. Then in the blink of an eye, the momentum changes. Everything that was once effortless becomes strained and unnatural. The harder that team works to recover, the more unnatural that team's efforts become. Panic begins to set in, and before you know it, the game is lost. I've coached a lot of basketball games, and I've seen this scenario unfold far too often. The situation isn't due to bad luck or bad decision-making. Games and sports are often decided by momentum, and it's not uncommon for teams that are trailing to use their desperation to actually dig deeper. The players get a burst of adrenaline and they shift into another gear. Before you know it, the teams that are leading will go into panic and they collapse. When I was coaching, I would call a timeout when I saw my team's lead was beginning to evaporate. For over 30 years, I always began my talks the same way. As the players would gather around me with fear in their eyes, I'd look at the scoreboard, smile, take note of how many points we were still leading by. Maybe our lead had shrunk from 15 to 5. Maybe it had shrunk from 20 to two. Whatever the number was, I'd start the conversation with what we were still leading by. For instance, if the team was only ahead by a mere two points, I'd say this. You know, I'd rather be up by two than down by two. Now, I'm not expecting you to fall out of your chair based on the brilliance of that sentence. But I can tell you this. I saw firsthand what that phrase did to the psyche of the players I coached. Putting the team's situation in perspective helped them regroup. It helped them uh, refocus. This approach wasn't just effective for teams that were losing their leads. It also helped with teams that were trailing. After all, I'd rather be trailing by six than trailing by 12. 
you don't need to be playing for a team to apply this message to your situation. Life throws curveballs at every one of us, and life has momentum shifts as well. Perhaps these scenarios will resonate. Let's say, uh, let's say your business has been suffering through the recent setbacks and, and your prospect list has dwindled to a handful of clients. Uh, let's say your cash flow has slowed and dwindled to 50% of what it was recently. Wouldn't it be helpful to take each of these situations and remind yourself of the bigger picture? Uh, your business has been suffering through some setbacks and your prospect list has dwindled to a handful of clients. Okay, well, I'd rather have a handful of clients to call on and build from than no clients at all. Your cash flow has slowed and dwindled to 50% of what it was recently. All right. I'd rather have 50% of that cash flow than 25% of that cash flow. This phrase doesn't remove the pain of challenging situations, but it sure helps put them in perspective. Momentum can be a fickle friend, and no one is impervious to seeing momentum shift from time to time. It has been proven over and over. As I mentioned, people who are perceived as lucky tend to look at the bright side of the challenging situations they are battling. If luck or momentum has left your side, or the next time it does, try to keep things in perspective and make sure you look at a positive way to view your situation. After all, I'm sure you will agree, it's better to be up by two than down by two. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please rate and recommend it on iTunes, Outcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more information on this show and Rob at Jollis.com.